0: Podcasting from Ealing London, I'm Paolo Valdemarin, And I'm Matt Moa. And this is the Startup Lab podcast. Season one. Episode four. So we have some guests today.
1: Yeah, this is quite exciting.
0: Some real founders. Please introduce yourself, guys.
2: Hi, I'm Gus. I'm one of the co-founders of Tummo.
0: And I'm Fahad. So you have uh, all of you... 22 listeners of this podcast uh, have uh, already heard about Gassel Fahad because uh, they are the founders of the company that uh, we have selected for our first uh, acceleration program. And uh, well, since they stepped all the way out to Ealing today, we thought to invite them over and uh, have a little chat with them about uh, what it means to be a founder in a startup uh, in London in uh, almost July of 2016.
2: Thank you. And it's it's about time really, isn't it? (laughs)
0: So, we keep on listening to all
2: these podcasts and we felt very left out. <laughs> yeah, You're
0: the first guest ever okay. that we have. Well, then
2: I'm flattered. <laughs> I guess what we were talking about a few minutes ago is how, for both of us, and we've been doing this properly for about six, seven months now, that the process of starting a company is the process of finding out quite how much you don't know about an ever-expanding number of things. And this ranges from the practical side of developing a product the theoretical side so in our case the kind of psychological background to what we're doing to projections and numbers and just how much time anything takes
3: I agree and also no amount of reading no amount of online courses no amount of preparation will make up for that
2: but it's fine because everyone else is in the same boat
3: exactly and moreover you start to realize that the people you looked up to as industry leaders are absolutely industry leaders, but the difference isn't that they know more, it's that they've gotten better at dealing with not knowing anything.
0: And I guess that's uh, a very important thing about most industry leader I- leaders is the fact that they have been lucky. Uh, I mean, luck plays a very important role in success when you run a company. Maybe when you, when you have... When you have founded five or six companies, then you can say, okay, maybe you're good at what you do. But in most cases, leaders and founders who are successful with the first startup, they are good, but they were also very, very lucky.
1: Yeah, and that often gets lost, the context in which they were successful. So sometimes it's about being in the right place at the right time. The same idea a year earlier, a year later wouldn't work. That very often gets lost. It's an interesting
2: reflection in our context because uh, we were talking today in in one of the strategy sessions about the opportunity and for us with our product, I feel we're a product, we are a product of the circumstance we find ourselves in. That when dealing with depression, it's very much in the media. The cuts to health services and the, the issues with resourcing mental health care are very much in the public consciousness. And while we both have quite personal reasons for doing it, Those factors influence the way we have driven the product development and why we are increasingly convinced it's an important thing to do.
3: Mm. There's also a convergence of factors going on that things like the quantified self movement are really, really picking up and becoming mainstream. Uh, Knowledge and awareness of depression and other mental health illnesses are really becoming more normal and more accepted. And people are starting to look for more innovative answers. And solutions to to problems that the mental health services are still struggling to figure out themselves.
2: And talking of luck, well, it's, it, there is an element of luck to the fact that we've been, we applied in the first place. We, we have been a good match for Activate Capital's Lab and that we're here today. That's an element of luck on our process from being two guys with a little bit of wine on us around a table saying, <laughs> this will be amazing. To two people going, oh dear lord, what on earth have we got to do? And now here with the support network and beginning to put together the pieces of a real actionable business model.
3: Mm. I think that's actually something that would be really interesting to expound on as well is the process of how we chose Activate and how we came to, to meet uh, these guys, because when we first started looking at things like accelerators and incubators, and especially for me, my background is in is very much rooted in academia. So all this was jargon that went right over my head. I didn't really know what, what each one was, and the offerings vary so much. And what really, really helped with the Activate guys was going through, seeing what they actually did, and really reaching out to them and just hearing it from the horse's mouth. I would say don't be afraid to reach out to contacts in any accelerator. Ask them what they offer. Ask them who they are and ask them what kind of companies are suited to them. And don't make the mistake of assuming that just because one is the most prominent one or the most well-known one or has the strongest brand, that's the one for you.
2: It is about matching. It's like, it's a lot like dating. Um, the fun thing about activate capital is that your relationship is monogamous and most other, act- most other accelerators are polygamous because there's 15 <laughs> right. of you and one of them. Um, but it makes it all the more important that we all get on as people, that we all feel we can work together over what are really quite intense days. We might look a little bit knackered on the videos. It's because working on some quite difficult, some quite intellectually driven stuff for a long period
3: of time is draining. Funnily enough, it's a little bit like therapy. Oh, hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it is actually one of the of the reflection that we were having one of these days, looking at these massive whiteboards, and uh, looking at what was in the whiteboards, and we're thinking everything on a whiteboard is you. I mean, everything on a whiteboard came out through many different type of tools and processes that we have been using, but in all effects, is us debriefing you, us sucking information and trying to, to structure it and to try to make sense of it.
1: And to find the holes in it.
0: Mm-hmm. So from that point of view, I think it would be very challenging to have a type of program like the one. I, I, I think we could handle two companies, but it couldn't be more than that because uh, because you know, you are drained at the end of the day, but we are too. I mean, mm. uh, at, at the end of every day, I mean, I... Dream Tomo, quite regularly at this point. <laughs> oh,
2: good. And it's more of us in Tomo's dream space. <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. So it's uh, it's uh, it, it's engaging and it's interesting, but only by being uh, involved and engaged we actually think we can make a difference. I mean, in all of, if it is true that uh, the regular ratio of success for startups in accelerators is... Uh, 10% is 1 in 10, we basically want to increase of one order of a magnitude that level of success. And that's going to be challenging.
2: Mm. Small goals. Yeah, yeah. A <laughs> tiny little thing. I
0: mean, you just said that you want to, to improve the quality of life uh, of a billion people on the planet. A billion, not a billion. A billion oh. will come,
3: maybe in our ten-year goal, but our no. five-year goal is just a small million.
2: That's, but the onus of choice was definitely on you. So we're, we're the people <laughs> suppo- we're supposed to have the crazy ideas.
0: Yeah, this, we're, we're, we're doing our best to mm. shut you down.
1: So. <laughs> so, what drew you guys to look to go into an acceleration in the first place?
3: It was a combination of things. Uh, firstly really outside expertise having mentorship was really really important to us and mentorship that was really matched to what we're trying to do Uh, there are as there's always going to be in any group of two three four founders gaps in our expertise and we don't necessarily have the uh facilities and the funds to fill those with a hire just yet so a mentorship program particularly the kind of mentorship program that's that activate offers is really really useful for filling that
2: Mm. I, I suppose to look at it from a different angle, we ran as far as we could until we hit a wall. We're both first-time founders. Uh, this is very, very new to us. We're, we're, I, we're an idea-driven team, perhaps more than, a, than two people who thought we really wanted to go and make a startup. What startup shall we make? And so we didn't get to run very far. We ran for a couple of months, worked out that actually there was so much information out there that even if we could access it all, we could never properly order it. And we could never work out what is and what is not good advice. And that's why an accelerator works for us. Because what we need is a couple of people who can say, no, this is where you want to go. That's a terrible idea. Never do that. And, <laughs> or else just saying, yeah, we think that could work, but tell us how.
1: So is there an example of the kind of things that you were sort of thinking to yourselves that were really things that you felt you needed help answering?
2: I mean, putting together how much the entire thing is going to cost, it's i've worked with i have a bit of a financial background i work advising investors but it's different at this level and lots of the costs are very difficult to quantify especially from my on the development side but and also then the process driven things how do you run a development cycle there's books and books and books of different ways but how for us would be the best way to do
3: it there's also a lot of really really useful guidance that we've received as to how to grow a company not just in terms of what metrics you need to be hitting what targets the fact that you need to hire how that stuff works but to add to what gus said there's there were a lot of more personal and practical things that we have no experience in really how to build a team that is really aligned that is going down the same path that's a really really important thing and it's not something that either of us have any first-hand experience of We've entered into teams, we've managed other people, but we've never built a team from scratch. It's quite a daunting thing, really. I think the thing is, when you're in charge, it's the difference
1: between when you're in an organisation, you maybe have management responsibilities, but essentially the direction is usually set to suddenly the direction to be anything you want it to be. And that's both great, but also a massive responsibility when you're now also thinking about who else am I going to bring in and what are they going to do?
0: I guess that probably what we are trying to do in the program is uh, try to make some of these uh, elements emerge as soon as possible instead of letting you just going down the road and let them emerge when they become a problem. Because typically the moment you actually realize that these things exist uh, is when something goes wrong and you say, oh, actually I had not considered this. So the fact of trying to, as I guess we said many times, we're not in the business of getting you to avoid making all mistakes, but we can definitely help you avoid making old mistakes that we have already made again and again, so that you are free to make new
3: mistakes, which is uh, what every startup should be doing. That was actually what we were doing today, was really organizing, picking out exactly what we're going to track how we're going to track it, at what time time scales we'll be tracking it, why that's important, what we should be looking out for, what's going to tell us when we're going down the wrong route.
2: I guess the idea of accountability runs through the entire programme. Everything from impact mapping to setting our measurable strategic goals is about being able to look at an action and understand why it is there, about creating a chain of consequence, backwards and forwards, for everything you do so that you can keep a handle on all of the different strings involved in making the company work. And getting that in on the ground floor is going to be very useful indeed.
1: So guys, do you have any last words for people who are maybe in the situation you were in a few months ago and might be thinking about going to an accelerator?
2: I would say don't be sceptical. Part of my conversion to accelerators has been a process from why do these guys want a chunk of our company to sit us down in a room and talk at us. Why don't they want to you know people give you money that take equity there's a whole you pay for certain courses this is the second course we have been on. We went on fast forward which is a pre-accelerated course that was excellent as well there is no such thing as too much advice at an early stage clearly later that gets to a point where you have to start really doing stuff but when you've got a bunch of ideas flirting about and some ideas of how to do them running them past a bunch of people who tell you how to test them tell you how to discard them cheaply and tell you what you might wish to look at next is invaluable. Our business would not survive without it.
3: One piece of advice that we've received millions of times and is really, really useful is don't get attached to an idea. Get attached to a problem. What makes a company is not a solution. It's really understanding what value you're giving to your customers, who your customers are and building a really strong team around that. The actual solution to that will change a thousand times. Your solution, your idea, is the least important part of your business.
0: Wow. <laughs> I like. I mean, this, is, this was very wise. Uh, so I think that uh, on on these very wise words from our founders, we can wrap up today's episode.
1: Catch you next time.
0: See you and thanks for listening.